Welcome back to the Content Swap Podcast, a podcast where we swap a piece of content at the end of each episode, and then we discuss it for the entirety of the next episode. Mm-hmm. You are joined by your hosts, Parker and... Aaliyah. And before we dive into this week's picks, we always like to give a little news update on how life is going, mm-hmm. and because there's always some interesting things going on. So uh, take it away. What's going on? Um, this week we saw Barbie and Oppenheimer. Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. And loved it. We liked Barbie a, a little bit more than we yeah, liked I think Oppenheimer. We li- yeah. Um, but both were great. So. Yeah. Any, any thoughts on why you liked Barbie more than you liked Oppenheimer? I don't want to say, cause it is so new still. I want to give people time to go see it. Mm, and I like, I, true. I think what I liked about the way they did their marketing is you just don't know what to expect. Like there from was either the, one? Or, yeah. yeah. I mean, you kind of know what to expect from Oppenheimer because it's like okay. real life. But like, I feel like for Barbie especially, no one really knew what it was going to be. Yeah. All I can say about Barbie is that I, you know, watching the trailers, it looks like it was going to be one thing, but felt like when I watched it, it was going to be something else. Yeah. But then when we did watch it, it was kind of like a whole other thing yeah that was kind of like a blend of the two yeah that i really like resonated with yeah yeah it was fantastic yeah, yeah. no it was great like go mm-hmm. see it uh, mm-hmm. it's and wear uh, your pink yeah we're, we're pink um fully commit tell everybody you love to go see it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it's a movie that people will be better off watching it than if they didn't watch it i think it is destined or at least i hope it is destined to have like a profound positive impact on society and a new generation and even hopefully the current generation yeah of men women and everything in between yeah i mean going into it i knew it was going to have a message and i had an idea of what that message would be but i think it delivered the message in a way different way and in a whole different I don't know it was just way different than I anticipated and I was very pleasantly surprised yeah it had a lot more fun delivering that message than you ever would have thought it would have yeah yeah absolutely meanwhile Oppenheimer uh, go read a history book (laughs) (laughs) no still go see it yeah no it's I mean it's a pretty solid movie it's three hours yeah and it's um, it's a commitment yeah (laughs) I think Barbie's going to win the box office. I think Oppenheimer's going to win the ratings, you know, the review mm. scores, the the review aggregation score. It's going to win that, but I yeah. think Barbie's going to win the box office because it's not rated R, yeah. so that instantly opens it up to a lot more people. It, That's true. It's trying to appeal to all audiences, mm-hmm. and yeah, Oppenheimer is... Like, I think Oppenheimer is going to make more money because of Barbie. I was thinking that because I never in a million years would have cared to see Oppenheimer. Yeah. Like, I feel like without this whole Barbenheimer thing, like, and just like the funniness of the juxtaposition of the two. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't go. I'd be like, you can go see that by yourself. Like, I don't care to see that. Um, But because having it paired with Barbie and the way it was like that a that cultural just, moment. Yeah. It's like, I have to see both. Yeah. Like, that's just so interesting. Like yeah. the two, they're such stark different, starkly different. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I agree that I think Oppenheimer probably is going to do better than it would have without Barbie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
No, no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, no, I guess that's all I'll say about Oppenheimer. Yeah. It's still good. It's Christopher Nolan, so they get a little wild with the editing. So yeah. pay attention. You put, have to. <laughs> put your best ears on because, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe take notes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like read up on all of the, That's true. I think the names and the actors yeah. who are playing those names so yeah. that when they say, you know, Dr. So-and-so, you know who they're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I needed a roster. Yeah. They'll be like, who? Yeah. <laughs> like a picture, some kind of PowerPoint presentation with a quiz. Give yourself a quiz. Prior to <laughs> like watching it. But yeah, that would have been really helpful, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it would have. It would have. But I mean, even with the confusion of it, I, I mean, I was like, wow. Yeah. Intense. <laughs> yeah. No, it, uh, yeah. Great yeah. soundtrack. I was uh, putting working on my music of the year playlist today, and I didn't know that Ludwig Göransson did the soundtrack for this movie or the I score. Don't know who that is. Ludwig Göransson, he's kind of like the big, big man, yeah, the big shot right now, the next generation of John Williams, oh. but but in a totally different kind of way, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's he's kind of like the biggest movies, the biggest things. Mm. Ludwig Göransson, he's doing the soundtrack. So or the 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 score. So he did The Mandalorian, he mm. did Black Panther, mm-hmm. he did this. He's done he's done a lot. Yeah. Um yeah, you go check it out and you're like, "Oh my god, Ludwig Göransson, he's mm-hmm. he's he's kind of on top right now as far as like film composers go." Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Are they affected by the strike? I mean, everybody that works in that industry is affected by the strike because yeah. film productions are just shut down. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But. Are, are like, do film composers count as writers? I don't, yeah. I don't think so. They, they, uh, I don't know. They might be able to keep yeah. working. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Hmm. Like, are the, the editors who have finished film put in front of them i think they can keep working yeah yeah Hmm. the national editing (laughs) society yeah Yeah. (laughs) the nea i'm sure they've got they've they probably Probably. do have some kind of everything has an association you know um yeah no i don't no Hmm. yeah interesting yeah like are casting directors still working maybe not because of the actors oh yeah yeah. Mm. But what about all this stuff about like uh, hiring content creators? Yeah, yeah. But then, like, if you hire content creators, then don't they then become part of SAG? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think by acting you automatically I get membership you, to SAG. I thought it's like if you the say, Screen Actors Guild of America. I thought it's like if you say that if you say uh, if you have speaking a speaking role in anything, then you can get a SAG card. You can, but I don't think you're automatically uh, It's enrolled. like an application thing. Maybe. I remember, so I remember Tommy Wiseau when we did our The Room episode, yeah. uh, episode four, throwback, so like 60 episodes ago. <laughs> um, but I remember he had to, he wanted to get SAG membership, and in order to do that, he had to film, He his workaround was to film his own commercial for his own product yeah. where he starred in the commercial. Yeah. And then he was able to apply to SAG. Interesting. I think I like read somewhere like it was like Brad Pitt or something like one of his very first roles. And he was like, I didn't have like a speaking line. Like I was just like an extra, I guess. But like, you know, an extra that has like 
you see them clearly like they were right. like a wait- he was like a waiter or something right. and he was like i just said words because i wanted <laughs> like sag membership or yeah something. And i was well, like what you do need to get your sag membership if you're going to Pursue not acting. get screwed over mm. in the industry dang oh what a wild industry i mean it's yeah it just bring, it gives you so many like benefits. workers rights and benefits yeah, yeah. so that it just makes, makes sense. sense to do it yeah yeah mm. anyway yeah so yeah all of that is going on right now um so if you're listening to this two years from now and you're looking for a little time capsule of what was going on uh it's wild out here yeah it's wild out here yeah we don't know what's going on yeah it's this is gonna be like um when all those productions shut down for covid Mm. and it's gonna be like things just kind of like not coming out yeah and then suddenly everything's coming out which i love one because you know get these people their rights you know or like they deserve to have actual pay (laughs) and like be able to afford living yeah especially for what they're doing um so there's that part of it but also i do think i think we need a refresh i think we need a a pause to reflect especially like things like marvel like all these yeah i mean they're slowing down their plan was to slow down anyway regardless of this yeah but i feel like we need a good pause of like okay let's 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 rethink what we Everything. want the future of, yeah, <laughs> of media to, re- to look like remap the, our content exactly yeah exactly because it's all starting to blend together it's all becoming kind of pointless and it's all just spectacle it's yeah i'm like we need to we need to think through <laughs> like do some really good storytelling. I mean, Marvel especially, of all, yeah. of anything. Yeah. I mean, and Star Wars had to do this. And yeah. so they, they took a step back. They had to think through it. And boom, what did we get? The Mandalorian. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. But then we got the book of Boba Fett. And then it was like, okay, guys, chill. And then it was like, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we were like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Was, yeah, I was like, how Go back to slowing shows. down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's in and out. It's in and out. Mm-hmm. For sure. They but most want, importantly, actors and writers' rights. Yeah. I mean, they, of course. <laughs> In the case of like Star Wars, they want to make as much content as possible, but they do have to find that balance of people wanting to watch mm-hmm. it. There's, you know, there, it boosts, it makes them money, but also yeah. it like boosts the economy. It gives a lot of people jobs. Mm-hmm. So there's a benefit to. Mm-hmm all of these things being in production as long as they're like not being burnt out like the vfx industry is Mm -hmm. but um and i guess i guess star wars is the wrong thing to be making if you're not trying to burn out the vfx artists yeah but um yeah no there's just a delicate balance to it all yeah for sure yeah Uh, all right well what else is going on with you not much. Um, this has been a fun weekend. Had yeah, like it's a been mom a great daughter day today, which was really fun. We got our nails done, hung out, went to the mall. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like the kids are going back to school Ooh. in like literally a week, in like two weeks. Oh my gosh. I know. It's July. What are you talking about? I'm like, the year is halfway over. This That's is, insane. This is mid summer in my <laughs> head. I don't know. Right? What are you talking about? No, we're getting into fall. Wow. already summer just flew by well i'm an adult and i have a job so <laughs> this doesn't really impact me all that i know much. i still feel breaks because i'm still in school and so it's like the fact that my internship is like already almost over and i well it got extended but yeah um 
but yeah, like it technically is almost over in two weeks and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It did go by really fast. It did. I will say though, once I was no longer in school fall, I think I, I grew to love the fall time approaching much more in adulthood without the pressure of, of like school. school coming up, you know? Yeah. See, I always loved the start of school. I love the start of school. I mean, yeah, it could, it could be very exciting. Yeah. I hate spring because <laughs> it's like, ugh, oh yeah, spring's a drag. I hate this. Like, yeah. I just want it to be summer. It's not. We got all these months first. and For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I do. I always like a good back to school. I don't know. It's always, it's always like a new start, you know? It's a brand new year. With like school usually ending around like May or June and then starting back up again around like August or September, the first half of the school year always felt way shorter than the second half. Well, I feel like it is too because you also have all those holidays. You have Thanksgiving, you have Christmas. Like if you're if you have a fall break, you have a fall break. Like so, winter and spring, you are just chugging along. You're just you just gotta make it through. Yeah, yeah. Spring is hard. The months don't stop. It's like you get one week (laughs) off and then it's like keep going. Yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah, the spring is always such a drag. But I love the fall. Yeah. Well, like I said, now I just work. So (laughs) got to get that paid time off. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. What's up with you? Um, not a lot. Let's see. Um, gosh, finished Zelda. I already talked about that. No need to talk more about that. Um, <laughs> last week I said that I started playing Pikmin One again, and I was like, and I could finish it today. And you know what I did? I finished it that day. <laughs> Great game. Pikmin Four just came out on Friday. I have not played it yet. Um. I'm trying to be really good about finishing the games that I start. And after I had finished Zelda, I started playing Return of the Obra Dinn, which I at first was not having an easy time getting into. So then I had started Oxenfree, which is like a completely different game. Um, but then I ended up kind of learning. I did a little bit of research about why people like Obra Dinn. And I was like, you know what? That's pretty cool. So then I went back to it and... Pretty much just played that, and I just finished it today. Um, and it was a great game. I, I'm thinking about it a lot. It was fantastic. Um, it's this game where it sounds super boring. So you're an insurance agent that finds this sh- like trading ship that has been missing for five years, and your job is to investigate what happened to the crew of this ship so you're given a manifest of all of the people's names their jobs and where they're from mm-hmm. and you need to then determine who um how they died or basically what happened to each person so there's 60 people and you have to figure out Goodness. what happened to every single one of them and you just go around the ship and you have this like stopwatch compass thing and you'll find like remains and you'll use your compass thing and then you'll get like a snapshot of the moment that person died. Mm. And sometimes there will be, um, sometimes there will be like other people who are already dead in that scene. So then you need to like within that scene of that person being dead, you might find like two or three other people who are also dead. And you're kind of like, and then you'll you'll go back to the moment of death for them and figure out like what happened here Mm -hmm. but it's the trick is that like there's this 
drawing of all of the crew members. And so for each moment that you find somebody, you have to determine like, who are they in this drawing? Like, mm-hmm. cause well, you know who you're looking at. Mm-hmm. So you know who they are in the drawing, but mm-hmm. then you need to figure out their name and the exact cause of death. And sometimes the exact cause of death is not clear mm-hmm. or it'll be like, oh, they got shot and you have to specify who mm-hmm. shot them, mm-hmm. which means you have to go figure out the name of that person too. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like, best described as one giant Sudoku puzzle. Mm-hmm. That's also like a detective story. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was just honestly a really mind blowing experience. At first I was like, this is too complicated, too much mental resource, too many mental resources going into this. Ugh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once I kind of just kept doing it, mm-hmm. then it kind of just became this like, okay, I just like, all other games need to not be happening right now because mm-hmm. I, this is really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is, it does take up a lot of your mental energy. So I just need to play this right now. Um, and it only took me like five hours to play. Everything online said it would take me like eight to 10, but I finished it in five. So, wow. Yeah. Um, I remember, was this the game you were playing last night? Mm, yeah. And you were yeah, like, yeah. is this the chef? Is this the chef? Um, because when you said that and I like glanced at it, I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. And so hearing you describe it, I, it sounds cool to me. It sounds like fun. Cool. Yeah. yeah it's um, the graphical style is it's described by the creator uh, as one bit. Mm. So it's re- it's really just black and white. Mm. Um, it's a really interesting art style. Mm. It's not even like black and white. I, I mean, it is black and white, it but it's like, like a newspaper. Like, yeah. Print. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, like it's got this very like old mm-hmm. aesthetic to it mm-hmm. that's very intentional. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I yeah, totally recommend checking it out. Um mm. it's only like, I don't know, 10-15 bucks. Mm. I played it on the Switch. Oh nice. Uh yeah, great. Maybe I'll play it. Great game. Great game. I mean, it yeah, like I said, like it takes up a lot of your mental resources. Mm. And you do have to make like some serious guesses mm. at times. But the game has a really good way of accommodating uh, like your ability to take notes within mm. the game, mm. um, which actually I didn't kind of quite realize until I had like six people left to identify. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, anyway, yeah, so I finished that today, and then now I'm trying to play Oxenfree, which is just this like small indie game that got a sequel uh, that came out, I think, a week ago. And I always thought it looked kind of interesting, or I think I saw, I always thought Oxenfree 1 was kind of interesting, and then I forgot about it, and then I saw the trailer for Oxenfree 2 during the most recent Nintendo Direct, and I was like, that looks really neat. So, and then I checked, and Oxenfree 1 was only, it was like $2 on sale, and it's only like five hours long, so I was like, okay, yeah, uh, I'll just play that. And so I've been playing it, and it's it's mostly just like a narrative game. Like you just kind of follow through it, but you're having, you you play as this girl, and I, I think her name was Alex. I can't quite remember. Um, and you've got like a new stepbrother, and you're going to go meet your friends on this island that you all live on. But then you're going to go like to this beach late at night, and kind of like, uh, you know, get up to some no good teenager stuff, and the gameplay itself is really just like the people around you are talking and then you're given either two options or three options of what you would like to say back. And then that basically kind of just guides the dynamics of the conversation. 
and then you kind of have to like walk around and stuff but some weird stuff starts to happen and you have a radio that you have to like dial through sometimes but then like this weird signal stuff will happen and lights will flash and it feels a little bit like stranger things mm-hmm. um it's pretty neat so far i've only played maybe an hour hour and a half mm-hmm. um which I guess makes me like a third of the way done at this point. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, interested to keep playing that. And then I'll pick up Pikmin 4 after that. Still playing Final Fantasy 16. I beat the Titan, which was really cool and big and fun and stuff. And I'll keep playing that. But nothing else to say about it. Gotcha. There's my update. Go check out Return of the Overton. I'm going to be recommending this to a lot of people, I think, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. Mm-hmm. That's my update. Uh, I believe you are discussing what I shared with you this week. So I will let you take it away and I'm going to drink some water. All right. Um, So I was assigned Austin Powers 1. (laughs) Austin Powers, international man of mystery. There we go. (laughs) I was like, I know I don't have the full title, but I'm sure he does. Um, Okay. So I'm giving a very high level summary of this. Honestly, it's pretty simple. Um, but basically, Austin Powers, who is played by Mike Myers, not Michael Myers, Mike Myers. <laughs> Mike Myers, the famous actor, yeah. comedian. He was on Saturday Night Live uh, as a performer for a very long time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, he plays Austin Powers, who was this, like, womanizing spy in the 70s. Going straight to the womanizing. <laughs> yes. Um, in the 70s. And he has this, like, nemesis named Dr. Evil. The 60s. Sorry. The 60s. 1967. Um, my apologies. Um, and he has this nemesis named Dr. Evil, which is also played by him. Correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, w- I wasn't sure if you knew that. Yeah. Like, you didn't, we didn't talk about it. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if she knows that that's just Mike Myers. Yeah. I'm very familiar with the world of Austin Powers. Okay. I just okay. had never sat down to, like, watch one. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so... In this movie, Dr. Evil freezes himself to basically be thawed out in the 90s, and he ends up threatening the, to destroy the world, essentially, in the 90s. Um, and so when he, when Dr. Evil freezes himself, um, Austin Powers also freezes himself to go and defeat him, like to go stop him from destroying the world. Like whenever he comes back, I'm going to take him out. Yeah. And so both of them unfreeze in the 90s. And it's essentially just the movie's just Austin Powers trying to stop him, but also like acclimating to the difference in like culture in the 90s. Yeah. Um, And just like the way he talks to women and like the way he dresses and everything like that. It's kind of like it's off for how you would act in the 90s. Um, So it's supposed to be funny. Yeah. (laughs) And so that's literally the story. Um, by the end, he successfully defeats Dr. Evil. Dr. Evil freezes himself again. Um, so I'm assuming in the next movie, Austin also freezes himself to... No, no. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. Um, I hope you found facts... Before we get into it, I mean, we won't discuss this now, but I hope you found facts about whether Big Boy, Frisch's Big Boy, exists in the UK. Oh, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, that is such so, an American thing. So, yeah, yeah. The, the reason that you brought that up was because in the 1967, like, UK scene, yeah. um, they go to this club to find Dr. Evil, and there's, like, a, yeah, a Big Boy. Yeah, um, like a big statue, if, if you're familiar with Frisch's Big Boy. Is um, it Frisch? What is Frisch's. It? Frisch's? Yeah, it's, like, 
the name someone's name is frish apostrophe s gotcha frish is big boy. boy um no that was um they put that in there because mike myers is from canada and they, he's from canada yeah yeah i didn't know that they had a like frish's big boy I, like around where he grew up yeah so he just put it in there for that i was like he just thought it would be funny that, yeah i was like does that exist in the uk no. what um i yeah where i grew up like in um like when i was in elementary school there's a fresh big boy like on the corner um and it was just like a it was like a diner like a burger joint and i was like there's no way that was in the uk no, like no, no, no that is such no. i thought it was like a southern thing um anyway turns out it's a canada thing wow or i don't know if it's a canada I was thing, like, but like <laughs> but they had it in canada they had it in canada. that's also kind of surprising to yeah. me it feels like such a southern thing um anyway so my thoughts on this movie this movie has like torn me apart <laughs> this week mentally yeah i can't which i yeah i'm not <laughs> able to pick up on what you mean by that I just, please like, elaborate i just i have i don't know how i feel about this movie which is it's like it's in my mind i've been like t- like trying to just figure out what how do i even feel about this let's unpack that yeah so i i don't know if i like this movie or not i you honestly didn't, didn't love it <laughs> When we watched it, it did not seem like you liked it at did, all. Yeah. I don't think I heard you laugh one time. I did not find it funny. <laughs> so the, the humor is not my kind of humor. I yeah. didn't find it funny. But I also didn't hate it. Like I did. It was just, it was what it was. And that was, a, that's why it's been a struggle for me. Cause I'm like, well, I didn't, it wasn't funny. Like it's supposed to be a comedy. I'm, I want to laugh and I wasn't laughing, but I also like, I'm like in, enjoyed watching it i guess i don't know i and i don't even want to say i enjoyed watching it i just like didn't hate it <laughs> so like when i was a kid i i watched every austin powers movie as they came out regardless of whether i should have for my age but i did and mm-hmm. it was okay as a kid growing up hilarious yeah um you know every it's very childish humor. Every, yeah very yeah. childish every stupid little thing mm-hmm. is the funniest thing yeah um and having grown up in that generation and it was like it, it just was very popular yeah. everybody knew what austin powers was yeah so everybody was able to quote austin powers yeah and quoting austin powers is a blast yeah like it's a it's just it's a very quotable movie whether or not it's like funny in the moment to be like i also live dangerously <laughs> and to like for people to know to, to like think back on that scene where yeah. he's playing blackjack and he's got a five and it's like you're supposed to hit if you only have five and he doesn't because he's just because he, he's stupid mm-hmm. um it's just funny yeah yeah and here's okay my thoughts on him on austin powers because this is well this was such an interesting thought i don't know i just was like very shocked by the way that i responded to austin powers so Austin Powers is like absolutely repulsive. Yeah. He's so gross and he's, <laughs> he's so like, he's just he's so supposed, dumb. He's supposed to be. Exactly. He's yeah. supposed to be. And like that and like all these women are like head over heels for him and you're like, how? What? And like, so when he goes to the 90s, there's a woman who uh, is kind of like whoever, hit, there was a woman that he used to work with in the Mrs. 60s. Kensington. Yeah. And this is like her daughter. Yeah. Um, and so she's kind of like his chaperone essentially and like working with him to stop Dr. Evil. And like, obviously you're like, okay, she like, 
she thinks he's gross, but she's going to fall in love with him because, like, it's just how it's going to go. And I'm sitting there like, ew, like, why would she love him? But honestly, as we're sitting and watching, there is this part in the movie, and I don't even, I can't even, I don't even remember exactly what part, but there was a moment where I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, it's happening to me. I'm like, he's so gross. Why did I think that? Yeah, he's, they talk about how he's just like really charming. Yeah, you know? like it was a moment where he like, he was not being completely dumb and he was just kind of like calm and just had like a, just like a straight face or like, I don't know if he was going through something like emotionally in the scene. And I was like, Oh, like the little puppy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got you. They did. And I was like, no, well, we gotta, keep, we gotta keep watching them. We gotta watch more of them. <laughs> After we've watched this one, I'm like, we gotta watch the next two. Cause uh, the next, the next two, like, they're just so fun. This one, this one is good. It's the original one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also got like the least going on mm. and the the next two are just i mean they're all so dumb yeah but um there's just so many great quotes yeah. that are like oh yeah just like gotta watch all of them yeah because as as a unit mm. as a trifecta mm-hmm. that's where the goodness is is just making quotes to so many different things and, and like they're consistent like mm-hmm. all three of them are i would say mm-hmm. kind of of the same quality yeah the thing that i do absolutely love about this movie one the costume design yeah chef's kiss great um but just like the feel of the movie like it's all it like feels like low budget like and it feels very yeah. set like a it's, set and yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's very like it kind of feels like a kids like a children's like tv show the whole thing is meant to be a spoof of james bond right but like not just spoofing james bond but also there's all these like small references to like british media british Mm -hmm. television Mm -hmm. all kinds of things yeah um which is really interesting given that mike myers isn't british yeah Um, which i literally thought he was (laughs) right Um, because he always plays like like I think like Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, he, did he play like an Irish guy in Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, I think or so. British yeah. Guy? And then like when yeah. he does Shrek, he does like a yeah. Yeah. I literally accent. thought he was British. No, no, <laughs> not at all. That's like he's Canadian. He's fully Canadian. Yeah. What? He's not even remotely British. <laughs> um, yeah, I did read that the idea from the movie came from uh, it's just like he, when he was he would joke around with his wife using this British accent, and she thought it was so funny mm-hmm. that she was like, "You should write a movie around that." Oh, um, that's cute. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, the, yeah, the whole thing is meant to be like a spoof of James Bond. So yeah. because it's kind of taking that like retro Bond stuff and mm-hmm. then throwing it thirty years into the future, mm-hmm. making it feel very like. Yeah, low budget, Mm -hmm. but then also kind of having this theme of like, hey, yeah, Bond movies are, like old Bond movies especially, are kind of like dumb and campy, Mm -hmm. and he's got these, and and he's like a total womanizer, and Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's taking that and flipping it on its head and being very intentional about it, Mm -hmm. and I did read that Daniel Craig said that uh, the Austin Powers movies ruined James Bond and that's what forced um that's what forced the James Bond franchise to have to pivot for Casino Royale into like a 
a darker, mm. grittier mm-hmm. uh, version of James Bond rather than having any kind of fun to it. Because then you just <laughs> like think we about had just Austin sucked Powers. The fun out yeah, of yeah. It. <laughs> because Austin Powers just made fun of it. It was like, hey, it's super campy and dumb. And so that's hilarious. There it is. Wow. Um, other fun fact, actually, on that note is that I I didn't realize this. Every Austin Powers movie came out the same year as a Bond movie. Um, and all of them I had Pierce that. Brosnan in them. Oh yeah. my gosh. That's <laughs> hilarious. It's I love it. <laughs> yeah. It feels like a slap in the face. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're coming out with one too. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ours was way like, less budget, but here it is. Yeah. Um, gosh. I mean, and there, there's all kinds of just like... There's a guy, one of Dr. Evil's... So Dr. Evil himself, actually, is modeled after the Blofeld um, villain character from the Bond movies. Blofeld was this character that basically dressed exactly like Dr. Evil, but you never saw his face, which is why at the beginning of this movie, you don't see Dr. Evil's face in the Mm -hmm. 60s. It's not until the 97 era uh where you finally where you see his face and it's kind of like a what would blofeld's face look like in the ec and you're like Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but then christoph waltz ended up playing that same character inspector and he kind of had like the same kind of like scar thing going down his face mm-hmm. and it was like ah, did they do that because of austin powers i don't know <laughs> Maybe Living not. Living it around. Yeah. James Bond inspired by Austin Powers. Yeah. Wow. But like in, so like in Goldfinger, which is a James Bond movie, Goldfinger, the bad guy, has this henchman that is this dude who wears the tuxedo and has a top hat and he like throws his hat and his hat's like razor sharp. And his name's a Odd Job. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they have this... They took that character, and in Austin Powers, Dr. Evil has this henchman who looks exactly like Oddjob, um, but his name is Random Task, and he throws his shoe instead. And it's like, just oh. make fun of like how stupid it is yeah. that Oddjob would throw his hat. And it's like, Random Task, show them what you did. And his name is Random Task because it's odd job. Like, that's hilarious that's funny. if you know. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think it was funny when he threw his shoe and it just, like, hit Austin in the head. He was like, ow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, so dumb. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, yeah. Um, and apparently, Dr. Evil's mannerisms, I never knew this, are based on Lauren Michaels. The Who's that? executive producer of Saturday Night Live. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it is really interesting. Like, <laughs> I have a certain that idea like of <laughs> Lauren Michaels based on what, how I've seen him. Yeah. It's not that Dr. Eiffel like. <laughs> Maybe he just heavily exaggerated it. Hmm. Um, other things I have in here. So it was actually, this first movie is only a modest box office success. It found, especially in the UK, it did very poorly. Um, <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. And... Um, it was also right around when Princess Diana died. Mm. So, but I also read that like it didn't do well because people weren't really interested in this kind of thing once Princess Diana died, but yeah. then something else did really well later, not Austin Powers, but something else did really well later 
that had something to do with Princess Diana dying. That did really well because Princess Diana died. It was kind of a weird piece of trivia. Yeah. I didn't quite fully understand it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it, modest box office success, but it was a big hit for uh, like home video sales, even in the UK. And like that's when I watched it, we rented it at Blockbuster. I was going to say... I could see like if I saw that if I saw Austin Powers sitting on the shelf at Blockbuster, like I would grab it because it's just it's like eye catching, you know. It's like yeah. what is this? What is this? Um, yeah, yeah like yeah, the whole is, that like that 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 thing that you said earlier about how it's like oh, it's not. I didn't hate it, but it also wasn't like laughing out loud the whole time yeah. uh, watching it either. I like. Despite that, there, you can tell that there is, like, when you really kind of pay attention, there is a lot of, like, like, that that feeling doesn't give the movie the credit that it deserves because it actually does, like, make a lot of really good references and, mm-hmm. like, there was a lot of kind of, like, wit put mm-hmm. into a lot of yeah. the creative choices. No, I, I can see that. Like, I think... Because I'm also not a James Bond fan. Right. So it's like, <laughs> it's just like, I, like for me, it's just like, okay, this is just like a dumb man. Like he's just doing yeah. dumb stuff. And it's like, so I mean, some, and there were some parts I did find funny. I just wasn't laughing out loud. Like I yeah. was like, it's like a, hmm, that's funny. Yeah. You know, like a, yeah. But I wouldn't, yeah, it's like weird. Cause it's like, if you were like, okay, let's, if you, like you say, like, let's watch them all. And I'd, I wouldn't hate that. Like I'd be like, I'd be down for an Austin Powers marathon. Like it'd be fun, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's still, despite the fact that it is making a joke about things from the '60s not aging well into the '90s. Yeah. Now it being like almost 30 years later since mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. it's kind of like it almost feels the same of like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Austin Powers is not aging super well <laughs> into the 2020s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Final fact that I have is that Will Ferrell, this was his feature film debut. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's tragic. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> Will Ferrell's character, uh, let's just say his name is like Mustafa which kind of tells you everything that you need to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. That did not age well. Not at all. But he has this part where he like falls into like Dr. Evil presses the button and his chair like sends him into the fire. Um, but he like survives the fire and like that was always kind of like a classic scene as a kid. And it was like really funny. He's yeah. like, help. I can't. Uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm very badly burned. <laughs> I, I need yeah. help. And yeah. They, they shoot him and then he's like, you shot me. Like, he just like won't you die. You think he's dead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's it a classic. <laughs> it's, it's, that's the thing. It's like, it's all dumb, but it's yeah. just, it's just funny to talk about. Yeah. And I think that's I why it. it did so yeah. well um, with the, uh, like, uh, home video sales. Yeah. Because, yeah, word of mouth, I think, really yeah. gave this film a lot of life. Yeah. So we're like comparison. Which do you like better, Monty Python or Austin Powers? 
Well, that's a, those are two different kinds of questions. I feel like they're the same kind of like dumb humor. Yeah, I think yeah. Monty Python Monty does Python it better. Is, yeah, Monty, Monty Python is just inherently like better. Yeah. Because it's older and it's like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Monty Python is like genius. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, maybe maybe that is what it is about Austin Powers. Like when I was, well, when I was a kid, I thought Monty Python was like the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um you know, 30, 40 years later. And, uh, but then like as an adult, I don't just like inherently find Monty Python funny. Mm. Um, it's a combination of like nostalgia, but then also like knowing that it is funny, like, cause you can mm-hmm. quote it to people and it's like, it's very silly and fun, mm-hmm. but like, it's not, you don't just like get it right when you see it you know really because i remember when we watched it and i yeah. really liked it and i thought it was funny i d- was not picking up on you thinking that really? it was that funny i feel like i said it in the podcast we didn't didn't we, we wait didn't we didn't do, watch it for the podcast do, we didn't watch Sorry. it for the podcast i'm yeah. getting confused but i remember like thinking it was funny because then after we were like quoting it yeah i was like oh i liked this part and i liked this part and I liked yeah, this yeah. Part. so yeah that's why we got to watch the Austin, the rest of the austin powers movies <laughs> there's so much fun quoting that we have to do oh my gosh i don't remember a word from this one <laughs> uh, yeah i mean it's like we're not so different you and i um that's that comes back later that's don't worry <laughs> i about don't it. know who said that uh dr evil says that uh, i gotcha um <laughs> yeah there's a lot of fun silly stuff like when the guy gets his head eaten off by the sea bass and he's like not a good time to lose one's head I don't remember that part. um, He was like, he'll never be the head of a major corporation. Oh my gosh. (laughs) He's so dumb. Silly. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, But yeah, no, I I did not think that you liked this movie Mm. when we were watching it. I didn't hate it. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Anything else that you'd like to say? I got nothing. Okay. (laughs) Cool. Yep. Uh, all right, let's move things along. Awesome. All right, so this week I was assigned a film called Frozen. It's about Anna and Elsa. And, <laughs> no, uh, wrong where they, one. Where are they from? <laughs> from uh, Utah. Utah. <laughs> yeah, this movie takes place in Utah, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> okay, so I was assigned Frozen, not the Disney version, but the chairlift uh <laughs> get being stuck on a chairlift horror movie yeah um that was made before frozen so yeah, it came out in 2010 yes so frozen is a yeah the easiest way to sum it up is that three friends go on a snow trip and through happenstance they end up stuck on a chairlift with no one knowing that they're on that chairlift and they're just stuck there and that's that's what that's the setup, you mm-hmm. know. If you were giving your one sentence summary, mm-hmm. there it is. Mm-hmm. It's open water on a chairlift. Yeah, Done. I love those kinds of movies. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty great. I, it made me think about like what other scenarios can one cook up? Oh, I'm sure there's like, time. Oh, we were stuck on a cherry picker. Uh, <laughs> what is that? With the you know that that like you get in a booth thing like in a square box and oh. then it like lifts you up so you can like rescue mm-hmm. somebody or something. Ah, you know. Yeah. Like we got stuck in a slide at stuck the playground. On a zip line. There you go. <laughs> in the middle of the jungle. Yeah. See, <laughs> these things write themselves. You we just should, gotta we should throw make a, one. Yeah, throw a couple in there, and they'll, you know, they'll figure it out. 
Um, any situation where you might have like slight anxiety doing it, yeah. it's like, yes. Perfect. Because what is so effective about this movie is that you think to yourself, if I was stuck in that situation on a chairlift, what would I do to yeah. get myself out of it? Yeah. And the movie knows all of those things. Yeah. Because we're all thinking the same things. And what I really loved is you were saying what you would do. And I'm like, all right, you're going to see it play out. You didn't know that you were going to see it play out. Right. I, no, I didn't. <laughs> but I was like, mm, that's I what I was like, well, you could jump. I think you'd be okay if you did that. <laughs> or you could climb up the chair and like go across the wire until you get to one of those tower things because there's, there's stairs or there's a ladder on that. Like, easy. You'll be fine. Yeah. You were like, um, I know how to survive this. I was like, yeah. okay. <laughs> so the characters' names are Joe... Dan and then Dan like Joe and Dan are best friends and then Dan's girlfriend Parker so like Dan decides he's the one that decides like I'm gonna try jumping off because Parker's getting frostbite and like I need to take care of my woman so he's like I'm gonna jump off and so like when he jumps off he immediately breaks his legs and it's he's just like, so gross. his legs are just like destroyed. Trigger warning for those who are kind of squeamish. Sure. Yeah. Too late. <laughs> but yeah, his legs are like bent every which way. Yeah. And he's just like. out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, my God. I broke my legs. They're like, can you scoot? Yeah. They're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, can you like scoot back to the lodge though? Can you slide? He's and like, he's, I literally he's can't. Like, literally, my legs are like over there, you know? <laughs> It's like oh. I hate to laugh. It's yeah, really sad. No, it's it is rough. Yeah, like it is very rough. Yeah, I cause, like this. This very much feels like a B movie. Mm-hmm. And yet, when I was watching this, I was still like, oh, yeah, God. I can't look at that. I absolutely hate bones out of like like yeah. I I, yeah. I can't do broken bones. And so, yeah, I had to. I wasn't watch, like I had to close my eyes yeah. anytime they showed it because I was like, I will throw up. So it's like, okay, yeah, Dan is stuck on the ground in the middle of the night with his legs broken, and he's like, but he's still alive, right? Well, wolves. You know? So there's like, there's a part where, yeah, oh my gosh, so much stuff happens. Um, Yeah, Joe is like, okay, jumping off did not work. (laughs) Dan (laughs) is down there. Yeah, Dan is down there, messed up so i'm gonna try climbing on the wire and as soon as he starts trying to climb on the wire he's like oh like the wire is cutting up my gloves really bad yeah and then he starts to hear the wolves and he's like oh my god and he goes back to the chair and dan is like joe don't let parker watch don't let her watch bro and he's like i won't bro and then he just gets eaten by a wolf oh and it's terrible yeah so bad the sounds rough yeah super rough and those wolves are scary yep and then from there you know like then it's now it's the next day and joe is uh joe and parker are just like have they're just chatting to cope talking about dan um like i remember dan he died last night um and like i guess we haven't covered how they even got into this situation in the first place. Like, really, what happened was that they were on this trip not 
wanting to pay for ski lift tickets because they're super expensive. So they tried to convince the chairlift operator to like they gave him a hundred bucks and which like yeah, not even a hundred bucks will cover it. Um they give him a hundred bucks and he's like, Fine, that's whatever. And then like they do some runs, but Parker's like not very good at skiing or snowboarding, so they're on the bunny slopes the whole time, and Joe's like, come on, Dan, I want to go on the real stuff, so then, like, before the end of the night, they're like, "We this is our last chance, we gotta go do something, mm-hmm. but they're like, hey, we don't want any more uh, chairs going up, because there's gonna, bad we got weather. really bad weather coming in, so uh, the chairlift operator guy is like, no, we're not letting anybody up, and they're like, "Come on, man, just one." Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Okay, like, just come back really fast." Yeah. But then he knows, like, "Okay, they're still up there." But then his boss is like, "I need to talk to you." And then another guy comes in to fill for him, and he's like, "There's three more coming down, though, so remember that." And mm-hmm. so then we cut to the main characters going up the chairlift, but then three people are coming down, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, look at those guys!" Not knowing that that's going to lead to their fate mm-hmm. and so the guy's like okay cool mm-hmm. three people just came down there you go mm-hmm. shut it down yeah and it's like you know there's one point where like they don't immediately notice like that they are in a bad situation they're like come on turn it back on but then all the lights turn off yeah that was very dramatic and the scary thing is so this is it all happens on a Sunday. The slopes are not open again until Friday. Yeah, so they don't know if anybody's gonna come back. Yeah. But like at one point there's a snowplow guy, but he doesn't see them. Yeah. Yeah. And then Dan jumps off. Bye bye, Dan. Yeah. And then yeah, then it's the next day. They're just experiencing super bad frostbite. Uh, Parker like lost yeah. her glove, so her hand got like frozen to the safety bar. Yeah. And then she likes to like peel her skin off, and then her hand's bleeding. Yeah. That was rough. That was so gross. Um Yeah. She did some phenomenal acting <laughs> with that. Yeah, she did pretty good with that. Yeah. Um it just kind of gets to the point where Joe then he he just decides like whatever I'm just gonna do it and he climbs up he gets on the wire and he he goes all the way to the uh, to the tower and he climbs down and he's but like while my he was, hands are messed up but the yeah. wolves are still there but also important to know when he does climb over it like loosens a screw or something yeah. on their the original chair that they're on that Parker's still on yeah so her chair is like kind of. Almost tilted about to, and yeah, she's like oh no yeah, i'm gonna like, fall off, about to fall off yeah. and so he's like parker i'll come back for you and he like gets the snowboard um he gets the snowboard and like slides away trying to get away from the wolves and we don't know what happens to him but then parker like the chairlift falls off but then it's dangling by a wire so she like got a little bit lower and then it falls down and then she's like she's good she fell from a safe enough distance to be yeah. fine yeah but she it's been like two days at this point mm-hmm. so she's struggling yeah and then you know, and the she, chair fell on her foot oh yeah but luckily she had that big boot on yeah. so it didn't break it i couldn't help but laugh when the chair fell on her foot because i was like yeah why not you know <laughs> rough times Add one, more yeah, yeah, one more thing one more thing one more thing um she's like sliding away but then she finds the wolves but then like turns out they're they're eating joe and joe yeah. didn't make it which that was that sucked. I liked Joe. Which we forgot to mention too. So when Joe leaves to get help, a whole night passes. Yeah. And so she wakes up and she's kind of like, 
uh, like I don't. It's been a whole day. I don't. Yeah, I don't know that he made it. And so then it's just like verified once she sees his half-eaten body with the wolves that he didn't make it. Yeah, but then she's found by somebody who's driving by, and then she's going to be okay to black, and then uh, roll the credits. She's going to be okay. She's going to need years of therapy. Years of therapy (laughs) and a doctor. I hope she sees the the ski slopes. (laughs) Sure, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, even though it's kind of their fault, but yes, at the same time, there should be a protocol to check the chairs. Yeah, well, that's this is how it always happens. This yeah. is how it happened in open water. This is how it happened here. Yeah, it's they didn't have a good enough protocol for checking. Yep, gotta have those protocols tight. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so that's the whole movie. That's it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, at least one person survived this one. <laughs> yeah, open water spoilers, but yeah, they don't make it in open water. Nope, and. In this one, yeah, at least one person made it. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. Yay! It's like, again, it's stupid, but it, like, it's a stupid setup. It's not, you're not, but you're not, the story is inherently entertaining because it's something that would frighten us if we were stuck in that situation. Yeah. And it's a very real anxiety that, like, a child might experience. Growing up, going on chairlifts for the first time. Mm -hmm. And as an adult, which, like, I definitely did. Mm -hmm. um, And then as an adult, you see it and you're like, ooh, yeah, that's that's why that was an anxiety as a kid. Yeah. And for its premise, it's done perfectly. Like, it's... Mm -hmm. You you couldn't have made a better movie Mm -hmm. with this scenario. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. even all of like the dumb dialogue drama that they experience while they're sitting up there. It's like, perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have that, please put that in there. Yeah. Um, and everything just looks real all the time. Like I'm pretty sure it was real yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, so I have a fact about that. Everything was completely real. It's all practical. There's no CGI. There's no soundstage. There's no nothing. They are really up there on a ski lift 50 feet high the wolves are real the were the wolves wolves or were they huskies so there were were real wolves but there was also some parts with like huskies like there's the part so the part with joe there was supposed to be a german shepherd that like grabs joe because you know you see the real dog grab his arm Yeah, yeah, yeah so that was supposed to be a german shepherd the german shepherd suspiciously died two days before shooting so they Put in a husky. <laughs> I mean, not to laugh at that. Did that's really us, sad. Did it get its parvo shot? Um, mm, right. That's usually how it happens. Yeah. So, uh, but those are the where the animals with Dan are real wolves, and I have an <laughs> interesting sucks. fact about that. <laughs> I would love to hear that fact. Please, yeah, okay. please share. So, um, so when Dan, the guy who plays Dan, whose name is Kevin Zeggers. Um, did the scene with the wolves that are like swarming around him. He was actually there. He didn't use a stunt double. Um, and one of the wolves got a little too close for comfort. And so the trainers had to pull the wolf away and the filming had to stop. But in the film, you can see it says in the film, you can see a few frames of a black wolf that walks right up to him. Um, and you see him like look away to get help from the crew. Oh, so it was real wolves. 
Dang. I'm like, how do you train wolves? (laughs) (laughs) I would not want to be in that position. Yeah. Yeah. um, I mean, yeah. What more do you want out of this? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I got nothing else. Yeah. To talk a little bit more about the the practical aspect of it. Um, So like I said, the actors and actresses and actress um, were suspended 50 feet in the air on a real mountain in Utah. Um, and so to get you, you were like, oh, the shots of the chair moving are really interesting. So, yeah. What about like when he was climbing across the cable? Like, was he suspended mm, or was there I think just a guy going across? I, th- I think he might've been suspended. I didn't get facts on that. Yeah. But I feel like I saw something about. And are those cables like really as sharp as know. it was in the movie? I don't know. That it would cut through his gloves if you were suspending yourself. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I Just would imagine like, probably, it probably has to have some grip is, because otherwise it would like, your chairs would slide, right? Right. But does grip equal sharpness of oh, a cable? Know. I don't know. I haven't managed a lot of cables in my time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can imagine it w- could be pretty sharp. Yeah. Um, Same. I mean, you hear stories about, you know, you don't, if a cable is like, whoop, whoop, oh, yeah. like flipping through the air, uh, you know, it could really cut things up. Yeah. Um, but excuse me. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't I don't. I don't know. know. I didn't I didn't get facts on that. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but to get sh- shots of the chair moving, the director, who's Adam Green, um, and the director of photography had to shoot everything themselves up there, um, because the like. What do you mean? It's just I think it's just them two with the camera up on a chair as well, like filming the shots from behind them. From in front of him, right? Because wasn't, Sorry, wasn't so, yeah, everything yeah. from in front of him? So you're telling me... I think. That the director and the cinematographer got on a chairlift in front of the actors. And that's how they filmed it? So, the moving shots. Not when they're oh, still. Oh, the moving shots. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That, okay. Yeah. That's probably the right call. Yeah. yeah. You probably just have to use the right lens mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. But this was a challenge because the director is afraid of heights. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, I also saw the fact that like the director had never been to a ski resort in his life. <laughs> so it's like Didn't did he write the movie too? He wrote it, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um I mean that kind of checks out. Yeah. He'd never even been to one and he's like, Well, I've well, that could be an interesting premise. It seems yeah. scary. I mean, if he's afraid of heights, yeah. that would be his, probably his worst fear. Yeah. Good for you, man. <laughs> Go, Adam. Yeah. So um, apparently at the Sundance Film Festival, Adam Green told a story about how the spot where they shot the movie um, was supposedly haunted. Trigger warning. What? Um, there was a suicide oh. that happened. Um, and this was confirmed by an audience member who knew the person who committed suicide. Um, I think they had jumped off one of the chairs to commit suicide oh wow so yeah and that was shot in the same spot wow in utah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i googled is it possible to die from falling from a chairlift Mm -hmm. and i didn't find a whole lot i did find a case in like 2007 a guy had like an itch on his foot or something and he leaned forward or it was maybe it was like not an itch but like mm-hmm. some discomfort on his leg and he leaned forward and he fell and yeah. 
ended up perishing. But yeah. um, I guess it just depends on the ski lift that you're on. It's got to be depending on the height. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. if you're high enough. Yeah. And especially if you land on your like head, you land on your neck. Right. You're going to die. I just like, yeah, ski lifts freak me out. They do. Okay. To this day. <laughs> I literally told you. So we went skiing with your dad. Like two years ago. Two, yeah. Yeah. About two years ago. That was my first time. I've never been skiing in my life. And we got on one when after we did the bunny slopes, once I got the hang of skiing and we were like, okay, we can handle getting on us a little bit of a steeper slope. When we were on that chairlift, this was the movie I thought of. Yeah. And yeah. obviously I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Why would I? But I was like, oh my gosh, because <laughs> like we got high, and I am not afraid of heights. But I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I was like, this is a little eerie. This is a little like freaky. Like it's a very dangerous situation yeah. to just be in. Yeah, and like there are times where the chairs stop because like someone needs a little bit more assistance getting on the chair or whatever. And so, like, you are kind of stopped just real high up. And I was thinking... Oh, it I, makes you wonder. Yeah. The two things I thought of were, first, this movie. And second, I was like, what if I lose a ski? <laughs> like, what if my oh. skis drop and, like, falls off and it's just down in the trees and I only have one ski? And when then when you off. get off, you're going to, like... like, how am I going to get down? You're just going to have to eat it when you get off. <laughs> literally. I mean, I literally... I, I it's so hard to get off the chair for yeah. me like getting on the chair fine getting off trying to like, especially when there's a few of you on one chair yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like i'm gonna eat it anyway no, it's, it's fun but yeah i'm, no, I had I'm a bad blast. at it it was yeah. so fun but i was i was also, a little nervous like, very scary <laughs> it's very yeah. scary and i was not the best at slowing Even down just going down yeah i because i didn't i didn't quite at first understand like you know you need to make your like s's so yeah, that you're yeah. not just plowing down and my dad was the one that was like instructing us <laughs> and his whole thing is like he's gonna describe it to you and then just you throw just you it. into the fray <laughs> yeah it. yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah your dad was like alia you were flying yeah i was like because i didn't know i, know, I was worried about you like she she's just going yeah i literally i was like dragging my poles because i was like i don't know how to slow down yeah <laughs> Eventually, we just kind of got to a spot yeah, where it, like, spot even now. Out, yeah. yeah. But uh, it was a bit scary, not going to yeah. lie. Like, pizza, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Pizzaing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good times. Good yeah. times on the slopes. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't have any more facts. I do have some questions. Oh, smart. So. I got to write more questions. Yeah. Uh, the first one's a bit morbid. Oh, great. Okay. So I hate to, to be a downer. Um, On our super fun podcast. <laughs> I know. Um, so in the movie, they have a conversation of like, what's like the scariest way to die? Like, oh, you know, it's like a little okay. bit of a, I know, it's a little bit of like a foreshadow. Uh, so I wonder, like, what is a terrifying way to die to you? Oh, um any method any method any method that does not that's not just dying of old age yeah any method that's like sudden yeah or like you know just inherently like before somebody's time um, Mm. to go Mm -hmm. in nature yeah whether that is somebody being like killed or murdered by somebody yeah 
or like an accident. Yeah. Um, all of them bad. Like, yeah. freaks me out. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I, it especially freaks me out when I watch things where in a movie or a show where somebody is like just alive one second and mm-hmm. then like say somebody uses a gun and they're yeah. big trigger warning, man. Um, yeah. Very um, big trigger warning. And they're just like not alive yeah. the next second. That like, that just freaks me out that it, you could just be dead so quickly. Yeah. Obviously a slow death is way worse. Yeah. Um, so like, Burning alive seems pretty awful. Uh, freezing to death also seems pretty awful. Yeah. Um, falling, well, a fall. I mean, yeah, that, that. I mean, that would suck. But yeah, I think burning to death. Mm-hmm. Just, or just, yeah, burning or freezing. Yeah. Anything that's slow, that just seems awful. Yeah. Drowning doesn't seem. Wouldn't wouldn't be a top of my list either. Yeah, those. I mean, like, I want to die on a hospital bed with, <laughs> with all the people I love around me. I want to die in my sleep. <laughs> that would be ideal. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, no, I under like I totally get that. See, for me though, because those are like, it makes sense. Like, sorry, let me. How do I phrase this? Like, those this are is like your question. Those you gotta... are like common <laughs> accidents that would lead to death. For me, the scary stuff is the stuff that you wouldn't think leads to like I think the reason why like final destination is so freaky is because it's like these are things that aren't supposed to yeah lead to death well, and the fact that something so simple as like you falling the in the shower and the curtain wraps oh, around yeah. you like it's like that freaks me out it's like everything's dangerous about, yeah but the thing about final destination is that those things wouldn't happen those yeah. deaths <laughs> in final destination movies are not plausible and that's what makes it like entertaining well i feel like the first one some of those like kind of no i mean once it got ridiculous and gory then it's like all right but like well yeah but there are there are freak accents like i think about like the the shower one i'm like i know what i would have (laughs) done yeah um but i don't know there are there are just like freak accents like when you hear in the news like some weird thing just happened and it's like i never was afraid of that and now it's like unlocked a new fear like that's like a yeah saying you know it's not supposed to happen exactly that's the things that freak me out the things that aren't supposed to happen but you can't live your life being worried that they are gonna happen no but at the same time i'm like those types of things are a little bit more scarier than like i don't know like having a heart attack which like a heart attack is very scary but like yeah yeah it's like i don't know because it's just like who would think that that would happen have you seen the live action death note movie no <laughs> because it seems it's, terrible it sucks but <laughs> i might assign it to you <laughs> I don't, is it like nat wolf it's yeah like, it's nat wolf no the, when he first discovers the death note he's like okay i'll try it and there's like a bully outside oh no and he like writes down the bully's name and then he writes like decapitation <gasps> and then as soon as he writes that like like a basketball falls down the street and the truck like swerves which then caught in the truck had like a ladder on it and the ladder like shoots off and decapitates the bully that's terrifying (laughs) that's so scary yeah no even though it's like absolutely ridiculous like it's it's so scary and i'm i'm not crazy about the final destination movies because the i think it's kind of like 
I don't know, a little sickening. It is. At the same time, that live action Death Note movie, when it was doing Final <laughs> Destination stuff, that was when it was his most entertaining. Because it sucks. It's so bad. It's a bad, bad, bad movie. Oh, God, no. Uh, yeah. I, sorry to, to get us deep into yeah, that. Yeah, thanks for that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, my second question, I, we, you might have mentioned it, I don't know. Okay. Are, does this make you more afraid to go skiing? Uh, no, just because I've been. Yeah. You know, I did it as a kid. I was scared when I was a kid. Um, I think when we went, when we went two years ago, it was my first time in like 20 years. So I was still like a little, a little afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I just had a very tough time as a kid, um, with like mm-hmm. ski lessons and stuff Yeah, and like not knowing where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like they have like a, a thing that kind of pulls you up a small slope. Yeah. Um, it's it's like a cable that has these little like bars on it and you can mm. like you grab the bar and it pulls you up oh. um and then you kind of like, go down and it's like very flat yeah. um and one time i like me being you know five or six i just i kept going up and down because that's what my class was doing mm-hmm. um and i guess i just like lost track of everybody mm-hmm. and the next class was like hey you're not one of our kids uh, <laughs> where'd you come from <laughs> yeah and the people who were supposed to be watching me left me oh my god yeah so sue them they well, left a child yeah they left me oh, on a mountain I mean, great the to, wolves could have gotten you it's, no <laughs> it's like right next to the lodge you know (laughs) (laughs) like it's not hard to find me if you go looking if you're if you're managing children right you really have to be careful and make sure you account for you need to have a system exactly they didn't have a system fear unlocked (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) this movie can happen yeah Um, oh my gosh yeah 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 so that that happened yeah my fear is my fear with skiing is running into a tree and like, well, that's so my like, head. so I was reading about that when I was reading into the chairlift yeah. death statistics. Um, people do die every year from skiing, yeah. and ninety-five percent of them it's are from hitting trees. Hitting tree, yeah. yeah, like I or like falling and like tumbling, like tumbling when I fall yeah. and like hurting my neck and like. It's inherently a dangerous activity. It really, honestly, I think about because like your dad loves to ski. My dad <laughs> loves to ski. He <laughs> lives for it. He skis. If, if yeah. there was a hundred days of skiing available yeah. for the year, he would ski a hundred and twelve. Yeah, know? like, yeah. I like yeah. think about it. I'm like, okay, if we go visit, and he's like, let's go skiing. I'm like, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> like, even though I did it the one time and it was fun, I'm like, I'll, I'll, I think I will always just think of all the possible thing, all yeah. the possible ways I can get hurt. That one slope we did, I'm like, I think that's the most I could ever do. Yeah, like that was. Actually, and it wasn't and a bunny slope. It was like it was pretty steep. Yeah, it, but it, the only thing is like it had like a middle part. Yeah, where yeah. you could stop. Yeah, get like get yourself together Whereas before most you probably finish wouldn't. it. Out. Yeah, yeah. I, it does seem like it would be really cool to be good at skiing and to like go really high up a mountain and just be cruising. Like that just <sighs> seems like it could be a blast. But I'm not good enough at it. Yeah. So it just seems terrifying. Yeah. No, I. I'm scared. I'm a little scared. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little scared. Well, I'm sure it's not the last time we're going to go skiing. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I did it the one time. I That's enough success for me. I know. <laughs> uh, well, any other questions? That's all I had. Okay. 
Fun. I'm glad you liked the movie. <laughs> yeah, no, I did enjoy the I movie. Ask, I love movies. Like, I am not a horror movie person, yeah, yeah. but these kinds of movies, I absolutely love. Yeah, because like you said, it's like you you're like, what would I do? Right, and it's like I couldn't have made a better movie. Um, yeah, out of out of this premise. I was reading like a Screen Rant article about this movie, and they were like talking very highly about it. They yeah. were like, "This is like it's such a simple movie, yeah. but it's done flawlessly." Right. Like if Christopher Nolan tried to direct this movie, mm-hmm. it would have all kinds of wacky editing <laughs> for no reason. It would be, it would start the movie mm. with her getting off of the chair mm. or something. Or yeah. I don't, it like start backwards. Yeah, we would get no. the wolf's perspective. I, movies, <laughs> yeah, movies from the wolf's perspective. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. I want to see that. Like, it would be overcomplicated for no exactly. reason. Exactly, and that's the thing that makes these kind of movies so wonderful is the simplicity of it because it makes you feel like you're just somebody who's witnessing this thing happening. Like, it's just documenting this event. And there's nothing more added to it. It doesn't need all the embellishments. It's just like, give me the raw, mm-hmm. just straight days, like yeah. days of whatever's going on. You know on. exactly what you're getting when you watch this. Yeah. And that's exactly what you get. Yeah. It's great. What more could you want? Yeah. Go yeah. check it out. It's on Amazon it's, Prime for free. Yeah. It's it's a decent watch. Even knowing, I knew pretty much everything that was going to happen because you had kind of told me at one point Which I'm so all sad about that this I did movie. That. Whatever. I still enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. It's worth a watch. Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. I didn't even remember that I did that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was during the open water episode that you talked about it. That makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I don't think I have any more of these kinds of movies. Mm. Maybe I'll watch some. Yeah, I'm like, what? I'm really wondering, like, what other scenarios can somebody be put in? Oh my gosh, there's so I want to watch the window washer <gasps> movie. Oh my gosh, no. The window washer is stuck. No, I feel like the only other ones is like stranded on an island type but of. It's, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's got to be a tourist doing some kind of activity hmm. that is inherently dangerous, but also requires supervision from a professional. Yeah. So what do we got? So- Snorkeling. Surfing. Well, that, that's no, snor- snorkeling yeah, that's was. That's open literally water. what open water was. Uh, Surfing. No. It, so they've done the ocean. Yeah. How about hot air balloon? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> no. that wouldn't. You wouldn't get separated from them, right? Oh, actually, no. You could do. What if you did a hot air balloon movie where a couple is in the hot air balloon and the instructor was supposed to get in. But, like, I don't know, maybe a dog, like, accidentally pulls the thing and it, like, lifts them up and they they take oh, off and they've the got instructor. the hot air balloon without the instructor. But, like, hot air balloons are pretty simple. Like, they're pr- I feel But like they're, they're going to land s- in the ocean. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it would have to be something like you go skydiving, but then you end up separated from a group, like your group right. or whatever, right. and like end up somewhere stranded. Like that's like the only skydiving other thing wouldn't I can... work because that's like a forty-five second experience, you know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It would have to be something like, where you just get stranded from people because yeah. like a hot air balloon, hot you can like balloon. navigate on your own to get down. How? What would you do? Well, you just let it go down, right? Use the fire. All it is is like a pull, a lever. Yeah, but like, true. <laughs> what if I don't know? It's is just it, like you might you land somewhere down. stranded. Right. Exactly. I guess, is, <laughs> is that just up? It's cast away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shoot. Mm, I'll, I'll keep thinking about this. Yeah, let's brainstorm. 
let's let's create our own. Yeah, zipline movie. What are some other activities people do? Roller coasters. Is there being stuck on a roller coaster? They have ladders. Oh yeah, and they do have like the stairs mm-hmm. on the sides. Mm-hmm. Mm, dang. Yep. Mm. What about being stuck in a Chuck E. Cheese? Just kidding. That's what Five Nights at Freddy's is supposed to be, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know any other like things mm. you would do. Parasailing? Like, no. Parasailing? Yeah. What if you're on a banana boat? Oh my gosh. Don't say that. I literally was on a banana boat. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally my no. mom was like, I never thought about the fact that we were out there and they're sharks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> don't think about that. Um... No, like it, the activity can't involve the ocean because it's already been done. Yeah. You know, there's different. ocean, snow, desert, desert. What do people do for fun in the desert? The sand dunes. Ride camels. Ride camels. Okay. <laughs> You're stranded in the desert. There's something there. I mean, like the true story of the boys who were stuck in the cave. What? Oh, yeah. Okay. Cave movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I mean, but it was... True story. That was like legit, that's rough. Yeah. yeah, that actually happened. That sucks. Least, didn't they get saved though? They did. They got saved. They so did. That's good. They did. I, I think one one guy that uh, was on the rescue team did die though. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, but there. That's something. Yeah. As I mean, literally, as soon as that happened, I was like, "Well, who's gonna play the kids in the movie?" Mm-hmm. I like, I, or I was like, "Who's gonna direct the movie?" Mm-hmm. Ron Howard, of course, um, was the guy that ended up There's directing a movie? it. There is a movie. How yeah. Did I know that. Oh, the kids that get stuck in the cave? Yeah. Yeah. I remember when it, when all the news was happening, I was like, this is going to end up being a movie. And not only was it a movie, there was a documentary that was directed by the Free Solo people. Um, but Ron Howard ended up making a movie. Freaking Colin Farrell was one of the guys that played one of the rescuers in the Ron Howard movie. Oh my gosh. I did not know that. I think it was like. Colin Farrell and Viggo Mortensen, I think. Mm-hmm. The guy that plays Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a full-blown movie. came out like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Goodness, that's my fear. Like being shut in somewhere. Yeah. Can't get out. Uh, all right, what is there? Any other scenarios? Stuck in the basement. Volcano. <laughs> volcano. We, they, they already did all the volcano movies. Dang. Literally 1997, Volcano and Dante's Peak. Same year. Well, yep. I don't know. We'll have the oh, we got stuff. the chairlift movie. That's right on. Yeah. Hmm. I can't help but feel like we're missing something. What if you're stuck in New York? Yeah. <laughs> Home <Terrifying. home> too. <laughs> Literally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's true. What if a skyscraper? was built and my family was on the level above me and some bad guys took over the building die hard no that's (laughs) it's actually skyscraper (laughs) dwayne the rock johnson movie skyscraper Um, well in san andreas when the earthquake he did the earthquake movie well when the earthquake hits in san andreas doesn't uh what's her name the girl with the scary eyes she like is stuck in a Carla car Gugino? in the garage no the with the black hair who's in like the little pink? i haven't seen sandra rose oh the girl who's um who's in white lotus who i was like oh, i don't like that girl and i don't know why the actress who was Which also season? who's in the second first season wait, wait, what girl. character Hold does she on. play <laughs> stop asking me questions 
in the little when we're at the movie Sydney she Sweeney? does like the children's a uh, little commercial for like the children's center that she oh alexandra daddario that woman i think she gets like stuck in a car she's got the, the bright blue eyes yeah yeah, 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 she, yeah i don't know something about her is off-putting to me <laughs> i get it but um i think she gets stuck in a car in like a parking garage underneath like a skyscraper and it like had collapsed so it's like and he's got his like handy dandy helicopter and he's, he's gotta, gotta save get her or something like that yeah yeah i didn't i didn't see san andreas i didn't see it too many times it's always on tv you remember rampage <laughs> I never saw Rampage. I wanted to see Rampage. Is that like a gorilla I'd watch, movie? Yeah, oh, it's, it's... It's like King Kong? It's everything. It's... It's everything. Yeah. Well, so Rampage was a video game. It was like big gorilla, big lizard, big wolf. Oh my gosh. And I'm pretty sure in the live action movie, they did all three. Oh my did they do the wolf? I don't remember if they did the wolf. I don't know. I know they did... The, yeah, they did the... Uh, Super cheesy trailers where he's like the the gorilla is Dwayne the Rock Johnson's like buddy, and then the gorilla like gets sick with some kind of chemical or something because of science, um, and he starts to get really big. And in the trailer, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's like, "I just want to know what's happening to my friend." God. Um. And yeah. And then he's like. George, no, yeah. I oh, I kind of want to watch it now. I hate it. it. Sounds so dumb. <laughs> so stupid. And I think it's the same director from uh, San Andreas as well. I. Rock? It wouldn't surprise me if uh, the skyscraper guy was the same guy. I'm like, The Rock better be glad for his wonderful personality and like handsome looks and He's everything. carrying these movies. Because these movies suck. Ninety yeah. percent <laughs> <laughs> of the movies he's in aren't just outrageous all right maybe let's wrap things up yeah that sounds good so next week we will be taking a break because your parents will be in town so we want to make sure that we're spending time with them we won't have time to record the podcast so we'll have two weeks before our next episode yes so knowing that thought it would be a good time to strategize what kind of thing to give you Mm -hmm. based on your time commitment um Am I assigning first? Go ahead. Oh, okay. You already started. <laughs> so I'm giving you a show. Mm-hmm. I have talked about this many times and I decided, you know what? It's just, it's time. We're doing it. We're doing it. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. Okay. What do you think we're doing? Is it JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? What? No. Why would it be JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? I don't know. I thought you were going to give me an anime. I am going to give you an anime. <laughs> Why would it you be said, JoJo's you, Bizarre Adventure? You said adventure? you wanted me to watch that. Uh, I've only seen five episodes of JoJo's oh, Bizarre I, Adventure. I could have sworn you said like, oh, I really want to assign you that one. Well, I mean, I think me seeing five episodes qualifies it, doesn't not? Mm. Everybody talks really highly of like the second season of mm. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And mm-hmm. I've never seen it. I don't know what's good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't think that wouldn't technically qualify. Anyway, so yes, I'm giving you an anime. What do you think I'm giving you? And I'm saying we're finally doing it. I know. Um... We were just talking about I this know. last week. It's not One Piece. Is no, it? yeah, no, no, no. it's um. I literally mentioned three anime I know, last week. I know, but I forgot what you said. What's my favorite anime? Is Dang. it not One Piece? Nope. Well, I mean, maybe One Piece could. I'm like maybe. you. You've made such a commitment. It better be your favorite <sighs> anime. I know. I know. Well, it's it just kind of exists on a different plane to me. 
Yeah. So it's. I'm blanking. What's my favorite anime under 200 episodes? I'm blanking. <laughs> okay, what do I always say is the best anime? What did I literally I know, say you're like, this last is a, week? If I were to give somebody an anime, it would be this. And yeah. I don't remember what, what it was. I said either Cowboy Bebop or this. You know I have bad memory. <laughs> I can't remember. It's literally in last week's episode. We talked know. about it on recording I a week know. ago. If y'all didn't know, I have the worst memory. And so this is just This is, yeah, this is a hard. perfect exhibition of that. Yeah, I have no memory. Okay. I am giving you Full Metal Alchemist full metal Brotherhood. Alchemist. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Not Full Metal Alchemist. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Yes. I knew that. Very key difference there. Okay. Anyway, we're finally doing it. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I have been waiting since we started this podcast Mm. to do this. And now's the time. Now is the time. All right. Cool. Well, I thought about giving you a show as well, but then you were like, that's two shows we have to watch. (laughs) I mean, that's fine. No, I feel like that's a lot. Okay. Two shows is a lot. Um, so I'm going to give you a movie. And since I gave you kind of a downer to yeah. th- this last time, I'm going to give you just like a silly fun movie. I'm going to give you. Is it going to be on par with Full Metal Alchemist? In Not, terms at of quality? <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. I'm giving you. Okay. The Adam Sandler movie. Grown Ups. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. I dig I it. We're wrapping up summer. Yeah, this yeah, is a yeah. very summery movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen Grown Ups. I love it. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Grown Ups and uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a great matchup. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, it's... So. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see you in two weeks for yeah. Grown Ups and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. <laughs> What a random duo. Oh, they're so starkly different. It's, they are. That is so funny. <laughs> okay, excellent. We'll see you then. Hope you yeah. enjoyed the episode and have a great two weeks. Yeah, have a good two weeks. All right. Bye. Bye.